All right. Yeah, I'll let you know. Not long. What's up, people? Hotep Jesus. We are back. Another wonderful, uncomfortable conversation. We got a wonderful guest today. Wonderful, wonderful guest today. A lot of you been anticipating this one. And I'm very happy to have him here today with me. But before we get into that, I just want to pay the bills. Let me pay the bills real quick. Real quick. Um, you know, we've been social distancing. Um, the commies have demanded that we social distance, especially in uh, commercial areas. So uh, the artificial intelligence company I'm working with, Wazo, link is in the description. Go subscribe. We, uh, we're inside of a uh, grocery store. And in this grocery store, we're doing people counting to make sure that these people, um, these, this business does not breach an occupancy that does not allow six feet distance between people. So a lot of great announcements coming. Next week, we'll be um, making some announcements. So that, that's going to be fun. Uh, so I want you guys to just take a look at that. WazoSecurity.com. What else? What else? What we got? Oh, yeah. Um, every Saturday. Every Saturday, we got the summit, virtual small business summit. And uh, I, that's something I do every Saturday for two hours with founders, small business, entrepreneurs, startups. Basically, uh, answer the questions. I fill questions and answer them live on the spot every single Saturday for two hours. Really fun group. Uh, virtual small business summit. BrianSharp.co slash summit. Uh, Brian with the Y, Sharp with an E. But it's a really great group, group of guys. Shout out to Chad. I know he, he's involved in that. Brody. Um, we have a great group of people in there. Um, you know, some people are young and new. And then you got, you know, your your rock star guy who um, is like at the pinnacle of his career, ready to transition into some hobbies because he's just so well accomplished, you know. So a uh, really good group of people with all different um, levels of experience, all different backgrounds. We got e-com guys, bloggers, media, uh, really, really great group of people in there. Um, we got a lady in there. She's um, she's heavy in the in the comic world, so it's a great place to network. Um, but if you have questions, you want to grow your business, you want to grow your social media channels, whatever it is in your entrepreneurial life, if you want to become, you know, recession proof, as they would say, AI proof, something you want to be involved in, it's not definitely something you want to be involved in. Brian Sharp co slash summit. That's Brian with the Y Sharp with an E. Who's in the chat? Let me see who's in the chat. All right. Shout out to the homies in the chat. Trisha, what's up? Brody, what up? Chad, what up? Appreciate y'all coming through. We got a great show tonight. This brother over here. I was trolling him on his Instagram a couple of weeks ago. He dropped a rap. I said, how come every time white people rap, they rap fast? And... uh his audience, his his audience started attacking me. How dare you come at anomaly? This is my hero. <laughs> I was like, yo, chill, that's my homie. I'm just trolling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But without further ado, I got my homie Anomaly here. Y'all already know. What's up, homie? How you feeling, bro? 
I'm good. That was funny. I saw that comment and I saw people bugging, but um, it was the fast part of a song. Like, and I know what you're talking about though, because there are the type of people who just lyrical, spiritual, serial, mirror, and they're just screaming, but they're not saying anything. And they like, so I thought it was funny, but uh, I was like, it's it's only the fast part of the song. It, it was a buildup, but yeah. you know, I got I got my people. I told them, I said, I said, go at them, go at them, <laughs> go at the throat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yo, they was loyal as hell. They said, who do you think you are? One person was like, yo, I thought you were an anomaly. was cool. I like, well, y'all, I'm just fucking Yeah, I, sn- I snitched on you to the mainstream media, too. I said, go after him, man. He's, <laughs> he's, he's too far right. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> you got them connections, too. I got no, my I'm, eye on you. <laughs> I'm just playing. I didn't do that. You got them connections, though. I seen you was out in Hawaii on your Kanye vibe. What's up with the Hawaii thing? A couple of years ago, it's, it's actually a, a long story, but uh, I don't know if you know Prince EA. He does uh, like spoken word videos. I, I emailed some guy for him just because when his, his stuff was going off and uh, I connected with this guy who runs like some uh, nature sort of environmental stuff online. Long story short, it was like four years ago. They were like, come out to Hawaii for a week and, uh, you know, like network and do, you know, we can make videos and stuff. So I went out there, made friends, and, and he's got a spot out there. So I just go out there every year. We connect, we do business, and uh, just, you know, it's a it's a great place. The Big Island is phenomenal. Now, Roseanne lives there as well, so I connect with her while I'm out there and just, you know, it's a good See, you big league. You hanging out with, the, with, with uh, one of the legends, one of the TV legends, Roseanne Barr. What was that like? It's fun. She's uh, she's just as cool. smoking weed. Yeah, she. I, I'll say this because uh, I've been cutting back. I don't really smoke weed at all. I used to a lot when I was younger, but I really don't. With her though, she had a bong. She had a, everything like a joint, a bong, and a, one of those dab things. I've never, I haven't been that high in in the last year or so. So I wasn't gonna say no. So that happened, and uh, she's. I brought my friend too, and he was so excited, uh, you know, to meet her. And he was super so high. He left some st- stuff there, so we had to go back, but. It was fun. She's so authentic and raw, and uh, I think she got a raw deal. It's like she 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 came up on just being so different and so unfiltered, and then 2019 hit, and then all of a sudden it's a bad thing. But she has no off button. She's one of them people where like it's not even like she, people are like, don't do that. Don't, she, she's not even thinking that way. She's just, but she's super smart and she's honest. So I think she got a raw deal, and um, it, it's disappointing. Just it's fun hanging out with her, but it's disappointing knowing that. How they treated her but i think the karma is now everybody shut inside you know the the wrath of roseanne yeah. came out and now nobody has a nobody Wait, gets to go to the studio they can't do her show come back and they canceled it right yeah because she made she made a tweet or something so they kicked her off it and then they just brought it back without her i mean it was called roseanne they brought it back and called it the connors and it was whack and it failed uh, i think some people watch it but yeah not as good her her show when it came back when she was on it it was the biggest show in like five ten years highest ratings she was coming out trumping on them in the interviews and uh i guess she was you know some some people go too hard in the pain on twitter i know how it is you know late night 1 a.m that's when i'm ready to that's when i'm ready to strike but i really should just turn off the phone so they got uh, her oh uh, damn yo shout out to roseanne i came up on that show man we was younger you know, Roseanne was a staple in the crib. It was just one of those, you know, growing up in the 80s. I think her show was popular maybe late 80s, early 90s, I want to say. Um, but, yeah, that, cheers. But, yeah, Roseanne, man, I, I would man, I'd have had fun too, man, smoking with Roseanne. <laughs> I could just tell, like, you know, she always been on some chill shit. 
But, you know, she's so raw. You find that with intelligent people. Intelligent people tend to be really raw like that, you know? Definitely, yeah. And she's, uh, I mean, she's super smart, too. Like, people always act like she's dumb, you know, because she's all over the place and she's loose. But I think she's, like, super high IQ, super deep down. Like, she's seven layers down, so she's talking. People don't even know what she's talking about, but I always understood her. I saw RT interview where she was uh, talking about Hollywood and all this deep stuff. And I was like, that was the first moment I realized, yeah, I knew who she was, but I was like, she actually knows what time it is, like on a deeper level. And uh, she ended up reaching out to me through like a YouTube video. She's tapped into YouTube. She'll be sending me videos sometimes that have like 400 views. And I'm like, I wonder if they know that Roseanne watches this video. Like nobody else watching it, but she's on it. Like 100 views, 200 views. She loves like some some deep stuff. Oh. Damn, huh? She be looking and lurking, huh? Yeah, she's on it. You know, something I was thinking about was um, I wonder how many celebrities have like burner accounts where like, you know, they get to interact with the world. People just think that they're normal. Probably a lot and probably a lot of people in industries and stuff, because if you're like me or you, I guess at this point, like we just say whatever we want. But if you work for 95 percent of the corporations in this country, whether it's music, entertainment, and you want to trump out or, you know, do something that's against the grain, you got to have the, you know, cat picture. Maybe you got the, like the Trump, you know, the tr Trump train, like, I don't know, <laughs> avatar or a QAnon avatar or something. And then you just go ham on them with the anonymous account. Yeah. Yeah. It's grifting season. You know what I'm saying? Would you consider yourself a grifter? No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't, do I don't think, do you think people like us are grifting sometimes? I guess I'd have to look up to be accurate, the definition of grifting, but I would say I don't compromise my values. I don't think I jump on stuff where like everybody's saying, you know, like Hispanic unemployment's down, black unemployment's down, you know, here's my PayPal. Like I always try to come with some real authentic, you know, journalism or some sort of report and, and different type of stuff. So if it goes against the grain, I never really care. I don't think I'm a grifter, but, uh, you know, I, I guess, uh, I'm sure everyone has that. How, how would you, how would you, let me see. I'm going to look in. Yeah. Look. All right. So it says swindle. Yeah. Right. Like so, that's a, that's I, a I, word that they used on one site to obtain money or pro or property illicitly as in a confidence game. Yeah. I, I think uh, the way I think about it with politics and stuff is people maybe who are deceptive or who don't believe in what they say. But I think the term got looser because anybody that's just out here grifting per se, you know, people throw it around loosely. I've always thought about it as somebody who just uh, makes money doing things they know aren't right. And I think that's what even people on both parties do where, you know, they'll be saying stuff and I'll be I'll be questioning like, I feel like that's kind of anti-free speech or like, you know, Republicans passed that bill and I, I don't, I don't really agree with that. And they know that it's not right, but that, you know, they don't want to say it because maybe like they'll get disinvited to the event or something. To me, that's grifting. I, I never do that. So I don't, I don't compromise myself. I don't, I don't uh, lie or deceive just to be cool. So I, I don't think I'm a grifter, but you hmm. know, each their own. Interesting. Yeah. It seems like, you know, I, I guess I can agree, you know, because I, I kind of look at Grifton as, oh, you know, people, I put it like this. Let me just be frank. It, 
It's more about what you don't say than what you do say. Building your brand is more about what you don't say than you do than what you do say. You know, because there's a lot of things. You know, there's another thing that says, uh, uh, "Think as you may, but act like others." Is another mantra as well. You know, because we're in this in this PC world. So I feel like, you know, when you have people that are also unqualified. Like, like, what qualifies you to have an opinion on these topics? You know what I mean? These people are like 19, they throw in a MAGA hat, they create a TikTok, and it's just like, boom, you know, like, now they're speaking at a college. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to not be too, you know, like, it's it's all love for me. Everybody's got their own zone and things they're passionate about, but I really don't like the hypocrisy and a lot of, you know, what really bothered me in the last, like, six months We'll even go back to you because that probably might have, you know, messed up some of my connections off the authenticity. When you got disinvited from the White House, you know, I, I stood up for you because I thought you were one of the more unique, you know, intelligent people there that's a free thinker. And then when they didn't invite you and they said you were anti-Semitic, I knew right off the jump, that's not right. That's that's my guy. And you're going to let everyone else go and not him. So I spoke out. That probably messed up some of my bigger connections because they're like, why, why are you talking about this? Yo, shut up. I'm like, listen, I don't got... That's just how I feel. And I've always liked uh, what you did and what you were saying. I thought it was interesting. So, you know, I think that type of stuff is, uh, that's what bothers me is when people say I'm pro free speech. These are my values I believe in. And then I'm like, those are my values I believe in. And then they go off the deep end on it and they don't really believe those values. That's what ticks me off. Cause it's like every talking point they have, you, once you see that they don't really believe in it, it's like, what's the point? of saying you believe in free speech and you're against censorship, but you'll censor your own often exaggeration just to make yourself look better when they'll never treat you good anyway. So, you know, I, even f as far back as that, that was one of the first things that made me realize. And then all the free speech, you know, campus war stuff going on really, I think exposed a lot of people and uh, how weak their, you know, arguments are. So that, you know, that's shout where I'm at. Shout to Sketch Therapy. Appreciate you, homie. He said, I appreciate your content. Get knowledge catharsis and laughter equals serotonin. Absolutely. Here's a small token of my appreciation for services rendered. Shout out to Uncle Hotep. Thank you, Sketch. I appreciate you. Mary O'Donnell Marty. Yeah, what's up, girl? She said, hey, HJ and Anomaly. Haven't been able to watch much live lately, but Hotep Jesus brings us the best interviews and info along with Hotep's been told you when Uncle Hotep. So I have to support. Hey, the wall in the chat. What up, Mary? You ain't got no white women on your team. Get you some white women on your team. <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled for that comment. <laughs> now you know I, I tried to grift my way into TPUSA. You know, it, actually, I didn't even try. It, it was, it was, it was. Uh, it landed in my in my lap. It's handed to me in a platter. You know, Brandon Tatum called me. He said, "Hey, Hotel Jesus. Uh, you know, we we're requesting your presence." And uh, at first, I was like, "Oh, they trying to kill me! What the fuck is this <laughs> setup?" <laughs> you know. So I did my research, and I'm like, "Oh, this this might be legit." Hold up, let me call dude back. So I called him back. He's like, "Hey, can we fly you out to Arizona? All expenses paid." I said, "Where I'ma stay at?" He told me the hotel. I looked at that shit. That shit was five star. I said, "I'll be right there." Just <laughs> <laughs> say I had my meeting. When I left, they sent me a check. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this the Griff life, huh? <laughs> he 
<laughs> so, you know, at that point in time, it was very much about what you don't say than what you do say. You know what I mean? So once they got kicked out, it was like, oh, I can say this shit now. <laughs> so that's why I asked you. I said, do you consider yourself a grifter? Because I feel like there's a little grift in all of us. Like if you have a YouTube channel, you're monetizing current events. We're all at some level grifting off of the political comments, you know, uh, for, you know, income. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think it comes back to the ethics of it all. Like, like you know, some people are just coming to tell you lies, feed you bullshit. At least, you know, when we grift off the topic, we're giving you something nourishing, you know, something that's going to better your life and keep the cycle of life going, you know. Um, but I appreciate you coming to my defense when they kicked me out, uh, Team USA. Yeah. yeah, I knew that shit was coming though. I knew it was coming the, the the moment I left Arizona. I went to Arizona on a Friday. I came back on a Sunday. Sunday, as soon as I got to the airport, I called the homies. I'm like, yo, go sign up for TPUSA, yo. I'm gonna get kicked out this shit ASAP. <laughs> you know say like I knew it was coming, just because I didn't fit. Like I saw all those black conservatives in there in that room. But so so um. Yeah, so you know we're in in the midst of all this grifting stuff. How do you feel about that? Do you do you call them out or do you kind of just like let them do their thing? Do you work with them? What do you do? Uh, I have a big enough platform at this point, and in general, I think that's always been my attitude. Even at business, like I'd have a decent job, and if I felt like they were playing me, I'd save up enough money that I wasn't homeless, and then I'd be like, I'm out, you know. And they'd be like, But don't you want the money? Like I always was like, Nah, you guys suck. I'm out. They're like, You know, two weeks? I'm like, No, nah, I'm done right now. I always had an attitude like that. I just can't fake the funk. But when it comes to this type of stuff, I don't care if they're unimpressive to me or they're lame. You know, I'll let them do that. But once they start being hypocrites with the with the Bill of Rights and the First Amendment and the Second Amendment, rev flag laws, anti-Semitism speech laws, I'm like, all right, you guys got to calm down. That's when I, that's the only time I, I I don't like it. And when they're promoting free thinking stuff, and in my perspective, you know, there's a lot of great people that I'm friends with that were in that bunch, but you know, I, I'm tapped into everybody. And I was like, if they're kicking Hotep Jesus out and I, I see why they're doing it, because they don't really want people to go into the free thought. They want people to stay confined. And to me, that's offensive uh, to not only black conservatives, but in general, like to the conservative movement. So that's the only time I really speak out. If people are being lame, that's whatever. And what you're talking about with the self-censorship for social media, I think I think about it where it's like, I won't compromise what I really want to say and I won't compromise my morals. But there is a there is a type of self censorship. I think even in like you know, there's uh, silence is golden sometimes. So it's like, how much do you want to say? How do you want to say it? How is it effective? And also, you know, it's like it's it's not wise in general in life anywhere to just to be yapping all the time. So I try to f figure out that balance between not overly censoring myself, but not being dumb enough to get kicked off. Because I think uh, you know, there's definitely certain aspects that have made me be even tighter with my research. And I, when I go at Facebook, I feel like they're always trying to come for me. That's where I have a huge platform, but uh, I'm like airtight with it now where I'm like, if you try to get that, I already got that. So I try to put all, all of it out there and make it like unbannable. Yeah. You know, here's my thing. I used to be a blogger. I had a blog, very, very famous blog and entertainment blog uh, world uh, back in the day. And um, I, I, I caught myself the day Michael Jackson died, <clears throat> it's embarrassing for me to admit this, but uh, I was happy because uh, I was uh, one of the first two blogs to break the story. It meant income for me 
but we lost MJ. And then, you know, it was like a weird moment for me because I, I, I was like, you know, um, my partner hit me, Vani. He hit me. Y'all know Vani, media mogul. He hit me. He said, yo, you, you think we should publish this uh, MJ is dead story? I'm like, yo, publish that shit. That nigga gone, yo. He like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, he gone. So we published it before he was even pronounced dead because I wanted that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how sick in the head it was. So here we are. Fast forward. It's like tra- tragedies can be monetized. You know, like the consumption of media since quarantine has gone way up. So without this, these these problems, YouTubers like yourself wouldn't make the same income mm. without these huge problems. Yeah, it's it's true. Uh, even with the COVID stuff, my numbers were always big and I was doing well on a trajectory. But because you're forcing 100% of people to be home, numbers are skyrocketing. And <laughs> also, everybody's trying to wonder, can I curse? You don't care? Go ahead. Okay. Like, what? why the fuck am I home? Like, before, it's like basketball players don't care about my shit. Actors don't care about my shit. Some do, but most don't. But now they can't play basketball or act, so they're trying to figure out why. So the the looking to content of people who are like the crazy ones now all of a sudden look smart. So it's been a great two months for me, but I wouldn't wish it on the world. I would have been fine anyway. But that is true. Like you said, if you break a story, so that plays into a lot of media. You know, it's very hyper sensational, and they know they're doing it. That's what I learned by being behind the scenes and this stuff. I used to just think people were stupid or, or uh, unwise, but that's what really started to tick me off too, is I know the people who are really doing the deception on the biggest level, they know they're doing it. They just want to make money or, or keep connections. But when it comes to the, you know, what do I do and what do I not do uh, on the ethics, I guess that's a personal choice, but that's part of the game, I think, is like, yeah, huge tragedies bring huge numbers. And on a political scale, on a, you know, people talk about false flag scale. It's like, if you want to accomplish something, you know, whether it's ratings or these people know that on big levels. So that's why it's like, this happened. Now we can do this. And now we, we weren't getting any clicks. Now we can, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it to the extent they do, but I think people do. And on a lower level like us, that there are decisions to make about like, how, how far do I go? Or what, you know, what do I say? You work hard on your YouTube channel, man. Yeah. It's, Mostly Facebook, actually, but I mean, I put it on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, what, what program are you using to edit? Uh, Final Cut, Final Cut. You nasty with that, bro. Thank you. Yeah, I, I work hard. I work a lot, and uh, especially now, I, I, nothing's guaranteed. And uh, I'm passionate about this because it's just like hindering every aspect of America. So I'm like extra annoyed. I think I'm like, I mean, not to compare myself to Michael because I'm not that good, but you know, watching the Michael doc, how yeah. he get pissed off and that would make him work harder. I feel like I have that little thing to me. Like at, when I get, or like they try to fact check me, then I'm like, now I got to fact check you. And I go to the computer for seven hours and I, I crank another video out. So I got yeah. that fire. You know, it, it, I don't think people understand how much work goes into what you do. I don't know about other YouTubers, but y- how you present your information. You know, I'm somebody who understands Final Cut Pro and mm. what it takes to uh, chop up, splice these videos, put some of the images in there. And I'm looking at the videos and I'm like, yo, Anomaly working hard over there, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. You in hours because you popped up with the stats. They popping up on the screen as you're saying it. And I'm like, yeah, he putting in work, yo. Y'all got to respect this man. He works hard, yo. He's not like, you know, some YouTubers, they... They got you got your intro, they turn it on, 
they they sell you a whole lot of shit that you already want to hear. You didn't heard a million places. You know, they get their, you know, brownie points and then they're gone. But you, nah, you be really hitting cats with the info, man. I just want to say I appreciate that, man. That's just dope, yo. It's inspiring. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, a lot of people have teams too. A lot of people got four or five, six people. I got, I'm going to just show right here. I got the light. I do my own lighting. I do my own editing. I do my own recording. Oh, fuck. I just messed it up. All right. We done broke his whole studio. I need, I need an assistant on deck. But uh, overall, <laughs> no, it's, I've dropped that a hundred times. It sucks because it's real thin and you got to mm. stand it up. It's not very smart, whoever designed it. But uh, overall, yeah, so it's a lot of work and, uh, you know, I do it all in house, but that's also why they can't really do anything about it. You know, I don't. It's not somebody else making me look good. It's, it's myself. So it's it's kind of like I don't know if you know Big Crit, but he always brags about. He's like, I make the beats, I record, I do the mixing. Yeah. That's what, that's how I feel. It's like, all right, you know, it's it's a good thing. It's a blessing. Yeah. But thank you. I appreciate you recognizing that. No doubt. Are you Puerto Rican? White? What are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm part Puerto Rican, part Italian, and then part Polish and part Czechoslovakian. What? You part yeah. who? Part what? Part who? <laughs> Czechoslovakian. Back when Czech, Czech and Slovakia were mm-hmm. one nation. I think mm-hmm. that's that's what my one grandma was. My one grandma was Puerto Rican. My one grandfather was Italian. And the other one was Polish. So I'm I'm mixed. And I think even in there, there's like more branches. Uh, but I, I refuse to take the 21 and me like DNA, you know, like deep state test, give them my my genetics. So I'll just get I'll talk to my I'll talk to my elders and just, you know, their story sounds good to me. So Oh, so so when you rap, that's your Puerto Rican side. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Yeah, it's it's probably that. It's I don't know, unless it's the Polish side sneaking in with some. So far right right now, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what year you started rapping? I actually, I used to do poetry, like rhyming poetry in third grade. And I used to do uh, parody songs. I was kind of a clown, make funny songs, make people laugh like Weird Al. Then I started rapping in seventh grade, as early as that. What then year I, was that? Psh, oh my goodness. I don't know, 2000 or something? Like t- 2000, you was in seventh grade? 2000, man. Day I was running around getting these hoes. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved rhyming and then you know once I but it was like Eminem, Dr. Dre I think even Corrupt I don't know if you remember the song it's over it's over I was like that was on a tape I used to have and then I was just like man this is poetry on, on a level you know you're Cali born, Cali born and raised no I'm from New Jersey but I'm you from I, Jersey yeah I think I'm from Jersey okay what part of Jersey you from uh Central Okay, when did you leave? What grade? Oh, uh, New Jersey? Uh, I went to West Virginia University, which is, uh, I went there for three years. So, and then I moved back. And then I moved back to West Virginia just to like get away. So I lived in West Virginia for four years. And then I flew to California like 10 years ago or something. I don't know, eight years ago. What year did you blow up as the rapper, Anomaly? What's that? What year did you blow up as Anomaly the rapper? Uh, um, 2008, I started posting freestyle videos, like when YouTube was real early and I got, I think a million views in a year and I had like 3 million views in three years. And I started having label looks, you know, I had this corny, well, I thought, I thought it was cool. It was kind of like a Beatles type thing. I was just getting high with the long hair and, uh, I don't know. It was pretty big for the time. Now I, I do those numbers quickly, but back then there wasn't that many views. And, uh, I would say within a year I had a lot of traction online. I had, you know, I had ladies and stuff. I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, I was, I was, I was flirting on freaking out, but it was early on, probably 19, 18, 19 years old. 
Girls love rappers. Yes, it's easier because now people say to me, they're like, you must have so many women. But I'm like, because of my content, it's a lot smarter and wiser. I have a lot of women with kids, which is awesome. But it's like, you know, I got 70-year-old fans, 80-year-old fans, which is, or, or supporters, which is beautiful. But it's like, I, I get less women than I used to because of the content I'm talking about. But it's okay. I think, you know, when you're 19 and, and like in college, it's a lot different. So yeah, you know, the the rap seems to seems to be the panty dropper more more than the more than like the 10 minute breakdown on elon musk but you know, yeah. <laughs> you go i don't know what that's i think that's the bad boy complex you know girls like bad boys or whatever or girls like rock stars because i know mad girls used to hit on me when i was a rapper as soon as i got conscious it's like where the hoes go <laughs> <laughs> now you got now you got fucking... the meme you know where he's in the street you're just like where yeah, you know, now you got malls hitting on you. <laughs> you know about the mall acronym? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're the king of the malls, I see on. You got an army. I love them. <laughs> I love them. Shout out to the chat. Sketch Therapy, appreciate you. He said, in this era of common sense, uh, in this era, common sense is uncommon and valuable. Hermano Boricua, he said his brother, his uh, Puerto Rican brother. Uh <laughs> Anomaly is no grifter. He will piss off either side, just like the Hotep says the last. Oh, yeah. Dang, y'all over here retracting messages in the chat. What do you say that you had to retract your message? Yeesh. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 get into the juice, man. Let's get into the juice. Alice Jones, did you see the Alice Jones clip? The one talking about him eat, <laughs> eating his neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's people are like, I want to think that was out of context, but I don't know what context that possibly could have been in for to like really get there. But yeah, so I was I was crying last night when I saw that. Yeah. Oh, that was last night. He said that. I saw it on Twitter last night. I don't know when he said it, but I I just watched it at like twelve o'clock midnight probably, and I was I, I shared it. I said when you get kicked off social media and you stop caring. Oh wow, I didn't see it. Like I was probably asleep with my old ass. Damn, y'all saw the clip today though. That's so where do you, so where do you stand? What's your judgment of the of it of it all? Of what he said or him in general? Uh both. Of that. Uh I mean, it's nice to be friends with your you know, you think of your neighbor like neighborly love, you know, you share it. So uh, it's a weird imagine you're Alex Jones's neighbor and he just said, I'm ready to eat my neighbors. That's a that's a strange vibe. <laughs> as as a neighborly person, I wouldn't want to hear my neighbor say that. I'd be like, bro, I know I get what you're saying with the survival stuff, but it was it was a little over the top. But uh, you know, he's he's funny like that. So overall, would I I understand that if I had to, you know, it's all it's all in. But he seemed pretty fixated. Like he was like, you know what? I'm it's settled. I'm gonna eat my neighbors. Like, I hope he lives alone on a ranch, bro, because he's about to get calls. You see his ex-wife on Twitter? No, his ex-wife has a Twitter. Apparently, I don't know if this is a troll account, a real account. It looks legit because you know there's a lot of people following and whatnot, but you know, not not that that makes it legit, but I think his ex-wife has like an account where she like trolls him all day long, like Alex Jones' ex-wife, and she just talks shit about him all day. Um, but she she said something about his comments today, you know, oh my God, you know, this is my ex and I feel for my children, blah, blah, blah. I totally understand what he's saying. You know, um, it's so easy to take out of context though. Yeah, I'd have to, you got to see the context of that though, because it was a good minute of like being like, you know what, okay. 
I, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's like, I would do it. Or I would do it. I mean, it's, it's really not overall. It's not, it's not that bad. It's not the worst thing in the world, but uh, I mean, it's, it's just more content for people to, to have an opinion on until he actually been, does it. But I don't think he been, really thinks that. I think you ever been on InfoWars? Yeah, I've talked to Owen though. Never, never Alex. I talked to Owen a few times. Yeah, but the Alex, Alex loves me, man. That's my dude. I'm gonna tell him to how you want, man. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm if down. you're down, you know, I don't want to mess up your Griff game. That you know, they might blackball you if you talk to Alex. <laughs> so, I already talked to Owen, so I mean, I don't really care at this point. I've Owen's been on Yeah, yeah, I've been on some edgy channels. I go on what I want to go on, so I make the decision. I, at this point, I mean, I've done enough, so they've tried to play little sneak moves but you know I, it's it's crazy it's like they can have on whoever they want but then they try to say you can't do this but i i'd go on yeah it's tough man you know it's uh it's like being black i can't i can't attest to that <laughs> i'm only part puerto rican so i only got i got a small victim card that comes out like once every 10 years you know <laughs> uh I joke with my friends because uh, some of my best friends growing up were 100% Puerto Rican, so I'd always just troll. I didn't really mean it, but like when it was, when it was, I was like, yeah, for sure. And then like when it wasn't, when it was like, a, you know, you need to be white, I was like, yo, what are you guys talking about? Like I'd always just joke around, like I play both sides. They were like, yo, what the fuck? You were just, you were just talking about big pun ten minutes ago. I said, no, that was ten minutes ago. That right now it's getting weird over here. And they thought I was serious, but I was just trolling. <laughs> Yo, that's that mixed advantage, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very mixed up. I want to take a DNA test to see like really what I am, because I feel like it's split even further. But it's all good. You got a little bit of black in you. You got a little bit of hotep in you. <laughs> they ain't gonna tell you that at 23 and me. They can't tell you how much hotep you got in you. But you got, you got a lot of hotep in you. You got a hotep 19 test? I could take antibody mm -hmm. test. Well, we have a laboratory that is uh. In the works, it's in the in the plans for our future. We'll have a laboratory. You'll be able to get your DNA DNA test with the Hoteps safe and sound. You know what I mean. And we're gonna do. We're, we're not gonna give you. We're not gonna give you your DNA test based upon modern geographical borders. We're gonna give them to you based upon ancient geographical borders. So you really know who your ancestors are. So you can say instead of saying you know, uh, you know, uh, I come from Iran. You know, you can say I come from Persia. You know. What I mean? <laughs> I talked to my aunt, my great aunt. Uh, she's Italian, and uh, my my grandma's Puerto Rican. And I asked her about it, and she said, from a point, my Puerto Rican ancestors came from Italy, like way back in the day. And I never even heard that before. So, you know, I don't know exactly how how people got to Puerto Rico back then, but they were telling me that some people came from Italy to Puerto Rico at a certain point. Doth1126 says, shout out to the truth seekers and people who dig into real talk. Thanks for doing this chat, guys. Hashtag stay woke. Uh, sketch therapy. What up, bro? Appreciate you again. He said, I'm 100% Puerto Rican. Have my card here, mano. Boricua. What up, homie? Hola. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, the Alex Jones thing is funny, man. You know, he's a character. Um. I think he has a lot of balls to make that statement he made. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, hold on, let me get a drink. I was telling Anomaly, um, I made like a bootleg um, margarita. I basically took uh, some Don Julio, some water, 
some uh, concentrated lemon juice, some ice and some sugar and shook it up. This shit is banging, bro. It's like hydration, but alcohol at the same time. Shit is great. He somebody said five minutes swab. <laughs> Yo, I don't know. I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that up to our uh, our hotel technicians to to uh, make those decisions. Um, on 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 the thing of uh, you know, this is what I'm trying to get glued. I asked Baked Alaska this question last night. on hotel's been told you. Um, on the topic of free thinking, and we're talking about the quarantine. Um, have you seen a split amongst? Uh, the I hate the word right wing, but I should say right leaning crowd on Twitter, the right leaning crowd on Twitter. Have you seen a split uh, on the opinion of open economy or shutdown? I think there's a split. I don't know if it's 50 50, but I would say the majority of for sure. And even this is a I would say three weeks ago, I did a poll amongst my supporters or, or people who follow me, whatever you want to call them. Most people wanted to open up like overwhelmingly, but among the thought leaders of the right wing, I would say it's closer to a 50-50 split. You know, a lot of them are straying from the people and uh, they're, they're more cautious, but there's definitely some people playing certain games and, uh, you know, with certain ideas, but, you What's know, those I, games? I, please extrapolate on this game because that's what I thought I saw. To me, it's, it's very simple, like third grade math and i'm not really great at math i'm i'm not stupid but i'm not, you know math is not my strong point never was you know the third grade math was easy from a month ago which is the confirmed case rate if it's asymptomatic and a lot of people have it and there's not tests everywhere like there weren't a month ago that number's always been lower than the regular number which has meant the mortality rate has always been far lower than what they've said because they're basing the mortality rate based off confirmed cases but if they got a million confirmed cases and there's really 20 million people who had it and never got tested, that doesn't matter. And the death rate is clearly wrong now. You're talking about New York's adding thousands of people. And uh, Dr. Burks and the Illinois health lady said, if you die with COVID-19, you died from COVID-19, which is a crazy way. That's what Elon Musk has been chirping about, being like, that's not, that's, that's a lie. That's I mean, the common cold would kill hundreds of thousands of people if they did that type of, uh, you know, you had it, you died, you died from it. So that that it's ob that's obvious. Where you want to go from there is uh you know up to you. But the amount of like pseudo intellectual like you know like type of people or they're like we need to stay closed. I'm like bro, off of what? I keep I keep saying it because I'm like I'll debate anybody. I'll, but they keep getting ratioed on their own posts. All the people who want to stay closed. So that's what I like to see. So uh you know some people are playing games. I know they're not that. I know they're smart people. So. I don't know what they're doing, but it's it's a little weird to me. Yeah. So okay. So that's what I saw. I saw that the blue check right leaning cats were um, going along with the communist decision to keep the economy closed. I'm like, oh, you guys are commies too, huh? I mean, we've always have suspected these people of being commies. You know, I've called them out in the past, so we knew they were commies. Uh, this this uh, quarantine thing is just exposing them. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I just want to get your opinion on it. See if you saw the same thing I saw to make sure I'm not crazy. Um, so you, you want to open, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, th I think the data and the, the, the science, you know, that they were worried about has been clear for at least three weeks now. So at the beginning stages when they didn't know a lot, I was still skeptical and uh, I wasn't gung ho about it, but yeah, for sure. Open up completely. I'm, I, disagree with any sort of they're talking about 2022 for baseball 
I, there's no data or science that backs that. So I think it's a total communist power grab. Open up now, tomorrow. I'm even wondering what Trump's doing. You know, he's even taking too long for me. Well, you know, I told people Trump don't make that call. You know, deep state to let him know when he get to make that call. You know, um, I think there's a, a global syndicate. I shouldn't even say a global syndicate. There's a minority of players. That's a better way to say it. There's a minority group of players who are uh, controlling this uh, COVID-19 idea. Um, and we're just pieces on the board. You know, we're not even the players. You know, they're going to tell us what to do, when to do, how we move six feet, you know, so on and so forth. And I don't think there's much uh, Trump can do about that, especially when you have uh, health uh, as the pain point. You know, so it's it's real easy. It's real easy to play games when we're dealing with people's health, you know, because the conversation then becomes complicated. It's not simple. Right. You know, we even see uh, a debate uh, uh, that's happening with the vaccines. Have you seen the vaccine debate? Yes, yeah, it's, it's I've seen it for a while. Uh, and now, obviously, it's between like mandatory or, you know, I don't I, I don't think it's pro-vax versus anti-vax. That's what they try to say to me. I say I like some juices. I don't like all juice. I'm not anti-juice. So the, the amount of like brainwashing that's been into that, like every vaccine is a good vaccine. Do you know the ingredients? Do you understand how the core system works? Do you know who's pulling the strings behind this? So I've seen it, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I'm on the side of uh, skeptical. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird when you have the thought leaders, the influencers. You have the influencers of the left, right? The leftists, then the rights, and they agree. And I'm always worried when those two groups agree. I'm always when they disagree. I'm like, okay, things are normal. When they when they agree. It's, it's, it's hopeful to get them to agree, right? But when they do, I'm very suspicious, especially over this thing. And it's like everybody's just agreeing with this whole shutdown thing. It's just like the 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 conservative people have split from where the blue checks want to take them. The blue checks are saying, no, you know, let's keep things shut down. You know, health and, oh, my God, COVID, hashtag stay home. And there's not much support for the people like you saw in, um, in Boston, right? Uh, uh, in Massachusetts, where the people rolled up with the guns, uh, I saw in Michigan they did that. But my, my bad, thank you, Michigan. No problem. Yeah, yeah. What you think about that? You think you think that's that's cool for them to run up in their state capital like that? I mean, I think if I don't know the gun laws there, but if it's legal to open carry or whatever they did, I mean, the First Amendment says the right to protest, freedom of speech, the right to assembly, and them taking that away off of all false data, false projections, everything they originally said was wrong over hospitalizations. I don't know what the holdup is. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely happy to see people all across the country question it on any level. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've no problem with it. Yeah. I saw those people out there. I was so happy. I said, yeah, kick up white people. That's what I want to see. <laughs> muskets out, man. <laughs> You know, it's, it's been, it's, you know, I was starting to get worried. I was like, man, is white people alive anymore? Are they awake? You know, um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact there's no sports on TV, too. <laughs> you know, Bill Cooper used to talk about the uh, Roman circus and how sports and all this was just kind of a distraction. So 
all of that's been taken away and people's job and people's business and their freedom and their right to travel. So, I mean, at what point is this not going to bubble over? I was I just expecting, I mean, I know some people are kind of brainwashed, but 360 million people, I, I don't expect this to go over for very long. And I think they're just going to keep getting bigger. And uh, the politicians need to, need to wake up on, on both sides, really, because this is how is how would that not happen at a certain point? It's funny because um, uh, the Infowars crew uh, was organizing a protest in uh, Texas and Owen Troyer got banned for promoting that. Scary, yeah. scary times we're in right now. Anomaly? Yeah, no, it's creepy. That's why even I'm, you know, it's not even, I'm not not saying stuff, but I know I know the games they play. So they're saying on Facebook, if you organize something, a protest, you know, you're doing this, we're going to do that. And it's really what it is on face value. I hope Robert Barnes and other, you know, lawyers are on it. They're saying if you exercise your right of the First Amendment, uh, you're under scrutiny, you could get kicked off, you could get arrested in some places for not, it's insane. And I, I hope you know, I'm not an overly litigious person, but I hope people that are suing like uh, Gavin Newsom and all this stuff, I hope they win. And I hope uh, somebody in the Supreme Court and the justice system identifies this. I was hoping, I know, like you said, maybe Trump can't do it, but I was hoping for more leadership on the right. But uh, at the end of the day, the people will speak. But yeah, I saw that. They kicked off Owen for maybe live streaming his protest on Twitter. I think that's the reason they gave. But they, I mean, they don't really have a rhyme or reason. They'll kick anybody off when they feel like it's their time. Uh, Sketch Therapy said, um, Puerto Rico is the jungle fever island. We very mixed. <laughs> <laughs> Puerto Rico is having protests with bands at the beach. They had one a day in the streets. We make every protest a party. Fraud convict contracts so far. Mm, I love it. Shout out to Puerto Rico. Uh, Doth, excuse me, he said, how can we, the people, flip the script on the elite billionaires like Gates, Bezos, Soros, Rockefeller, Rothschild, etc.? How do we win? How do we win, Anomaly? How do we, how do we defeat Bezos, <laughs> Gates, Soros, Rockefeller, Rothschild? That's a lot of money. Yeah, I would say overall, first, you got to enjoy your life, like every aspect of it, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all getting older. But to really win, I think it, it takes enough people not playing like sports games. Obviously, like the left wing can't really do much for me at this point. When push comes to shove, they're just not really there with any valuable like protests that we're going to need in the future or like First or Second Amendment. But on the right wing, I think uh, the people who cheerlead too much and the people who are too complacent are going to hold us back. Uh, and it's going to be the people like the people in these states that are saying enough's enough. If enough of those people, the freedom loving people in this country, don't make excuses, you could like me, you could like Trump, you could like Dan Crenshaw, Ben Shapiro, whoever you want to like, like them, but don't make excuses for tyranny. Don't make excuses for anti first and second amendment stuff. So I think if enough people stick to their common sense and their critical thinking skills, the uh, the numbers are on our side. And, you know, eventually in human history, I think people have a tendency of uh, going too far and, uh, you know, hopefully getting corrected. So we'll see. You think people could be free? It's, it's, a, it's a weird time, honestly. This was a big bamboozle. No, no. 
your body language said, man, we done lost. No, I, I, you know, it's just it's the last two months was a little disappointing to see how quickly they just snatched everything because you and you knew it was coming. Because I, I was even like, you know, I got to get out of the city and like I'm already on my on my like Tennessee or you know. So I was like, I need to go somewhere that's red. And then they just did it that quick, and I was like, that I we we've been saying for the last year or two that the right wing was going to communism slowly. And then it just happened quicker than Bernie Sanders. I was like, no, they got us way faster than I thought they were going to get us. I think we'll be all right. But I'm like, man, this was like a, this was a sneaky test run. And uh, I, I just pray that enough people, uh, you know, got on it. But I think, I think we got a shot, but overall I'm like, man, this, we, we done did ourselves. They definitely played us on this one. Yeah. You know, I think the key is twofold. Self-sufficiency and acquisition of knowledge. You know, you can't you can't uh you can't fool somebody that's smart. You can't fool somebody that's intelligent. You can't fool somebody that's knowledgeable. You know, and self-sufficiency, you know, you can uh you know, I think they 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 do a good job with trying to make sure people aren't self-sufficient. You know, some places you can't collect rainwater, right? Like what kind of law is that, you know? So I think the people have to fight for every means of self-sufficiency, you know, and any any policy within your neighborhood that doesn't allow for self-sufficiency needs to be uh, taken a hard look at. And that's how you minimize government, because the government likes to uh, find ways to make sure yourself you're not self-sufficient, you know. But the other thing is, you know, like I always say, man, um, yeah, in some countries, uh, intelligence is rewarded in America, not so much. Um, it's, it's, you know, in some cultures it's shunned across America, you know? So, you know, I think people got to do a better, better job, educate themselves. If, you know, I feel if, if people had, uh, a real education, you know, beyond the approved education, right? So you can learn about the human body from high school through college and so on and so forth, become a doctor and still know nothing about the human body. This is this is this is very possible that you still have no idea how certain parts of the body work, uh, such as the immune system, you know. Um, but I feel in this society, if everybody doesn't have an education level of a doctor, I feel that every individual needs to be educated to the doctorate level on their own, on their own time. Like people need to be that engrossed in their studies that they are a doctorate in whatever it is they study. They wouldn't be able to pull this on us because we'd say, oh, you can't tell me this is a pandemic based upon a virus because I know what a virus is. I know how a virus affects an immune system. I know how the immune system works. So you can't feed me this vaccine. But when you have a people that don't know how the human body work and they don't understand biology and they couldn't name two parts of their body or two organs in their body, we have a problem. <laughs> Absolutely. You know that I, I always break it into two pla uh, places because with political people or whoever kind of rose through the Trump, you know, wave, you got the matrix breakers, the people who get to the bottom of stuff, and you got the surface level people. And I try to tell my audience to get away from the surface level people. You could watch them, be entertained, be interested, but they always keep you here. And like you said, if you don't understand how the body works, you're always going to be here. They're always talking about Flynn. They're always talking about Tara Reid. I think it's interesting. I'm a way in on it. I think Biden's a, a hypocrite and so is the media, but that's where they spend all their time and they just run you in circles. So that's why I try to tell people, 
you know, if these people say they're pro free speech and aren't and always keep you up here, that's kind of the trap. Cause then when push comes to shove, that's when the misdirect comes. So I think that's true. And, uh, I'm hopeful in the sense of like, you know, Twitter is just one, uh, aspect of stuff where, you know, even most my audience is pro open and everyone's getting ratioed. All the thought leaders with the check marks are getting ratioed when they say something that's stupid. I think on the average scale, it's going to get to survival at a certain point if they try to go further. And at that point, you're talking about, you know, a lot of the world's guns. You're talking about Georgia, West Virginia, Texas, you know, even the streets. Like, you know, that's that's a real it's a real interesting vibe. I would think for billionaires, it would be a lot easier to just party and have fun and, you know, do their thing. Because if they try to take it a further step than they did this time, you know, we'll see Michigan. We're going to look in California. But I think, uh, you know, that there's a lot more people who don't go on social media who are not going to be really pumped about it. So I think this was a test. And, uh, you know, I guess it's still in the works of what grade I give us. But, you know, so far, I'm not super impressed. I think we could do better for sure. Mm, mm. It's a very funny place. You know, you said the the thought leaders keep you here. They never let you get in too deep. And the funny thing is when you're one of those thought leaders and you're accepted by this crowd here at the surface and you get too deep, you don't get access to the media outlets up here. You know, I, I see that the people who are service levels get the Fox shows, you know, they want to keep the people dumb. You know, they don't want people getting real deep. They'll talk about these issues, but they don't really get deep into the issues and people who are, you know. So I agree. Somebody gave me a profound statement the other day. And um, actually not the other day. It was a couple of months ago. I was visiting some people. And I was like, I mentioned some one of the grifters online, one of the main grifters. I'm not going to say no names. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I really don't like this person. And they said, you know what? I understand why you don't. But you know what? You two are on the same side. And I said, how? How are we on the same side? They don't get deep into the issues. He's like, that's exactly it. You see, there's a lot of people who are on the other side of the spectrum who start with that surface level person. And then once they kind of get broken into that mindset, they start looking deeper and then they find the Hotep Jesus's and anomalies. So these people kind of help break the barrier. But what I was afraid of is exactly what you said, the people that stay there. Mm. No, it's, it's, it's real. Uh, I would say even with, um, I'm trying to really figure out how to how to put it, but I think there's it goes both ways. Some people stay, some people go. And uh, say like Alex Jones, for instance, uh, the the people who follow the QAnon movement now, they hate Alex Jones. You know, they can't stand him. A lot of people, even that are uh, really uh, into the Israel stuff, they think Alex doesn't cover it enough. But a lot of those, well, let me stick with the QAnon type people because they're they're big on Trump. They support him, but they don't like Alex. Alex was one of the biggest Trump supporters in 2016. Even if you hate everything he says now, without Alex, there was no Donald Trump that was, that got elected. So it's even with Bernie Sanders. I can't stand the guy, but if he didn't do what he did in 2016, do I come into politics? Does Hillary lose? You know, does she get exposed from both sides? So it's kind of a balance for me sometimes to be like, how much is that helpful and how much is it hurtful? Um, you know, and I think it does play both ways, but that's something I think about when I make my content too, is how do I make this really open 
where I could get people on, and on both sides to really listen and not scare them away and then hit them with some real stuff. But I think that's true. Everybody plays a part. I just can't take the sneakery of like the selling out the First Amendment and stuff. That just really rubs me the wrong way. They get people in, but then they got the whole movement thinking it's okay to, to not believe in anything they say. I hear you though. It's 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 like a very interesting paradox of uh, pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. How you 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 mentioned the Biden Tyree thing, and you said you know people are talking about that. Um, what do you think they should be talking about instead of that? Since that's kind of like you know, I guess you're saying that's low hanging fruit, right? I think it has a place. I think it's it's an obvious uh, double standard and hypocrisy. But to me, I like the the surface level Republicans they're always on something where like, I'll be on it, but then I try to really use it to segue into something that's, I think, going to help people more, where it's always two years of Russia, you know, gate, two years of this, the impeachment, the this situation, Tara Reid's going to be for four months. I just wish they did a little bit more deep diving stuff. You know, we're like, I just did a report yesterday. Newsweek actually broke it. Crazy enough, Newsweek sucks, but they did a good report. I mean, Fauci, was uh, funding the coronavirus bat studies in Wuhan, and he's manipulating viruses. You got Harvard, Johns Hopkins, they're all telling him, don't do it, it's gonna cause a pandemic. That's a bombshell story. But what are the Republicans gonna say? They're gonna talk about China and the Democrats. You know, they never really get to that next layer. So it's not that I don't think well, they should talk about it. But they're gonna talk about it every day for four months and say the same shit. But maybe I say the same shit. Maybe they look at me and say, and I only just keep saying the same crap. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So Fauci, right? We're talking about Dr. Fauci, right? The the guy who uh, is supposed to be the, I don't know, health administrator for this coronavirus uh, fiasco, right? Yeah, top, um, top health expert or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, last year, somebody uh, hit up a, another black conservative. So one black conservative to another. And he said, hey, man, you know, uh, you know, you need to cut out that criticizing Trump stuff. You know, we could really we could really get some money. All you got to do is just not criticize Trump. No, all you got to do is not criticize Trump. And I knew that that was, a you know, a cardinal rule. Don't criticize Trump, you know, which is unfair to people, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, that's how Grifton works. So, you know, Fauci falls under that. Right. So it's like you know, criticizing Fauci would be like criticizing Trump, you know? And so these people have to keep their jobs and their positions and their connections and their, their network connections. And that's why they're not, they're, you know, the left or the right won't break that Fauci story. But like you said, what? Fauci did what? He, yeah, it, Newsweek broke it. He, he was funding like $7 million to a lab in Wuhan where they were studying the manipulation of viruses and animals, some of them being coronaviruses and bats, and multiple experts all said don't do it because what they were doing was taking viruses that are not that transmittable and making them transmittable. I mean, it's like creating a Frankenstein. And that broke in Newsweek. So like, I've heard it for a month, but the, I had no proof of it. Newsweek broke the story. You know, that's something that the liberals love. So I'm like, give them a taste of their own, their own uh, newspaper. And uh, almost no one's covering it. I think a lot of Trump supporters are on to Fauci and they realize he's fake. But say, let's say Diamond and Silk real quick. They're some of the biggest cheerleaders of Trump. You know, they love Trump and they've made a living off loving Trump. And, you know, they've done a great job. They're entertaining. They're funny. They interviewed Dr. Shiva and started getting a little too close to the big pharma calling out that stuff. 
I think they dropped them. You know, I think Fox dropped them because they were doing what they should have done and sticking to their heart and soul saying, listen, I like Trump, but like this big pharma stuff's getting crazy. The shutdown's crazy. And they didn't even name Trump. I'm out here naming Trump, you know, not blaming him, but I'm like, hey, what about what we're doing over here? They didn't even say his name. And they, that's how quickly you get dropped if you get too close to, uh, you know, maybe the sponsors or the, the top uh, advertisers. Yeah, Dominant Silk got Cam, man. You know, when you are Dominant Silk and, you know, you grift your way to the top. And I love Dominant Silk, don't get me wrong. And I don't say grift because it's in a malicious manner. I don't think it's a malicious manner. I don't think they're dishonest. But like you said, they made a career off being Trump fans, right? Um, But, you know, when your career is built off of towing the line, you got to keep on doing that. You know, I think I think they didn't do a good job of judging the barometer before they took a side on this whole thing, because uh, if I were them, I probably wouldn't even uh, interview Dr. Shiva. I would, would have been talking about Tara Reid and Joe Biden. <laughs> Maybe they just felt like, you know, they felt strongly about it. And I, I respect them more for that, because I think they probably knew that it was maybe too far. But at a certain point, once everything shuts down, you know, it's like the grift is over. There is no CPAC. You're not going to the White House because nobody's allowed to go anywhere. So, you know, the grift's, the grift's over. <laughs> no one's go, No one's getting invited to the Turning Point event because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> we're not allowed outside the house. So, you know, it's like when the grift ends, you know, you got you got basketball players sitting. They're wondering, when can I play again? You know, I can't, I can't even do what I love. So I think, I think that's honorable of them to do that. I, you know, I don't know if that's why they did it, but thank god more people should do that yeah but for sure that probably messed their their pockets up for for a little bit so doctor i'm going to call him dr faust for uh machine learning keyword uh deception <laughs> dr faust is creating frankenstein viruses in wu-tang china <laughs> not only that viruses that aren't transmittable he's making them transmittable then they pull dr faust out they put him up on the hunger games podium <laughs> to tell us about the virus and what we should do these communists are wicked bro <laughs> once i read that story because i'd heard it but I couldn't really confirm it. You know, everyone's talking their shit about everything. Once Newsweek broke it and they had all the the, the proof and they're, they're, I'm like, wow. Cause I knew it was messed up. We knew, but then that's the next level. The the guy who is, how, I, I say it's like Johnny pooping his pants. He's got poop seeping out his pants. And then they ask Johnny, did you poop your pants? And put, he gets to say, it's an official statement. I didn't poop my pants. Like that's not, of course he's going to say that, you know, cause the, there's a, it's it's it really is next level. I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> they got they done got us really good, and uh, no one saying it, and uh, made that guy drive our policy into the ground. He's the one who had, and even the charts. It goes this deep. I don't know if you know, but the IHME charts that they were when Trump looked like he saw a ghost. Remember, he was economy's opening up, and then that chart came. Millions of people, hundreds of thousands. He looks at. That chart, Bill Gates gave them over $200 million. That's a Bill and Melinda Gates funded uh, institution. 
they got they got their claws in everything. So we got played so hard, and uh, it hurts. But it, it is kind of funny too. On on a sad note. <laughs> Yeah, man. You know, I knew Fauci was fraud the moment he mentioned, um, you know, I, I detected he was like a, one of those pro vaccine guys. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we really have to develop a vaccine. I'm like, all right, I'm done with this dude. I already I, I already see what's coming. I didn't need the proof about Bill Gates and all of that. I saw the fix coming. So when the Bill Gates stuff connections came and all that stuff, I said, yeah, I, I knew. And then Bill Gates got involved. The funny thing about this is, you know, the Hotep community for years uh, and the um, Pan-African movement for years, Black Panther movement for years have been talking about uh, Bill Gates uh, vaccine testing in Africa uh, on black people. And nobody cared. Nobody cared. Nobody cared when he was testing on us. In fact, with the COVID thing, uh, French doctors were talking about testing vaccines for the COVID virus on Africans. Um, this is a very common thing that they do. You know, they just devalue black life on the African continent. Uh, nobody cared. But now y'all got to deal with the monster that you let grow in Africa. You know, the monster was born in Africa and now it's here and it's in your backyard and he's trying to eat you. Uh, and now Alex Jones wants to eat his neighbor. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like the Chappelle. It was in the last Chappelle show about the drug epidemic. You know, you talk about how they uh, really brought drugs into the black community earlier and uh, people didn't care about it. And now you have opioids are destroying, you know, the white community in America. And that's kind of the overflow of what happens when you don't care. And uh, when it comes to you guys and, and even like black activists who actually make sense, they have to prop up the black activists who don't make sense because they got to have the diversion. You know, they got to get all of the intersectionals and whatever they call themselves to believe the opposite of reality, you know? So there's been people kin to that. Uh, in all in all areas of, of like, you know, big medicine type activists, but they never crack, you know, they never crack through the mainstream. So I, I hear you. That's it's the it's the result of, of everyone just ignoring something that's growing. And I, I haven't even I knew big pharma was coming, but man, this just bang, you know, and uh, that's real. It, it was this, the, the slow run and they did event 21 and then they do it here and now. It's they brought what they probably been working on to the rest of the world. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking for my book. I thought it. I thought I had it around here somewhere. Is this it? Yep, that's it right here. I, I'm. You know, uh, I just want to help people out. You know, as soon as this thing hit, I went to my bookshelf. That's why it's sitting on my desk. And um, there's a chapter in here. Uh, I want to find. Are you familiar with this book? Uh, Behold the Pale Horse um, Anomaly. Yeah, that's Bill Cooper, right? Yes, William Cooper. And um, chapter six, page uh, 121. Very interesting because I have 121 tattooed on me. So we're going to go to page 121. And um, on page 121, basically what this is, this is a, a, a chapter on FEMA response. Uh, Federal Emergency Management Agency. HR 4079. I think this is something that, that people need to pay attention to. Um, but right here, he lists all the executive orders and um, everything they authorize, you know. Um, but 11,000 on is just crazy. You know, like 10995 provides for the takeover of communications of media. I think we've seen that already. <laughs> executive order 10997 provides for the takeover of all 
uh, electric power, petroleum, gas, fuels and minerals, uh, take over of resources and farms, take over of all modes of transportation, um, uh, provides for the mobilization of all civilians into work brigades under the government supervision. Government take over all health, education and welfare functions, postmaster, airports and aircraft. So, you know, that's why I said, you know, when this, this COVID thing first hit, you know, I predicted the quarantine before a lot of people because I had this in my possession, because as soon as it hit, you know, they said, oh, you know, you know, we have this virus, this pandemic. I just went straight to this book and I said, which chapter are they going to pull on us next? Mm. And I looked straight at the FEMA. I said, that's right, the FEMA. But he begins this chapter uh, talking about uh, the Rex 84 exercise. If you guys don't know about the Rex 84 exercise, this is a readiness exercise. And that's that's basically what we're uh, in the midst of now is a, is a Rex 84 type uh, uh, event. You know, um, but I just want to show people that because a lot of people think we have rights in America. And, um, you know, when you feed into some of these things, um, in fact, you'll, you'll hear uh, Pence uh, said it. Uh, he said uh, he announced that FEMA was in charge of this thing now. So a lot of the things that we're getting, you know, you think Trump is can do it. FEMA actually has all control over our government uh, at the current moment. I heard that, that he handed it over them or signed it over in my um in my last song, Bioweapon, my the third verse, I said, uh, you know, bioweapon viruses filled in my environment, communism coming. I ain't talking about the firemen. Y'all thought we were crazy listening to Bill Cooper. Now the state is shutting down and you're thinking about your future. So I had a I had a Bill Cooper line in there. And it's funny to the new the new crowd. I love anybody who's deep diving, getting into dark stuff and trying to expose that and bring it to light. It's all love to me. But it's funny when they say, I did it. You know, I got this guy that told me this two years ago. I'm like, yo. Bill Cooper predicted this stuff 40 years ago. Robert Anton Wilson wrote a book. They made a Illuminati card game off it. They got a card in there that that has all this stuff. The pandemic. They got Pence, someone who looks exactly like Pence. They got Trump. It's all in there. So it's like you know, it's all love. It's not a competition. But these people that think they're like, I just got this two year. I'm like, yo, Bill Cooper literally's got the blueprint from a book. I probably in the 80s or 70s. I don't even know when that was written. So mm-hmm. it's crazy. But yeah, th- is, and those executive orders, are those ones in the book something that he was saying could happen or they already did those? Well, he's saying they were authorized, but okay. it, it already happened. This was under Nixon. I think that I think FEMA came in under Nixon. Wow. Um, but, you know, he's basically saying, you know, because FEMA exists and anytime they you know, what I was waiting on, you know, we said it on Hotel has been told you, I forget what episode it was, but after I read a chapter, I said, listen, when the government declares a state of emergency, that authorizes FEMA. And that's what Bill, Bill Cooper was basically saying. Mm. If they declare a state of emergency, FEMA then takes over. For how long? Does it say six months or? As long as there's a state of emergency. Oh, they got to close that then tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> It's game over. All right, we had it. We had the run. You guys got your data. Let's close it up. Yeah. You know, there were as long as it's a state of emergency, they are in charge. And that's basically what he's saying is this stuff has already been legislative based upon legislated based upon the executive orders um put forth by I believe Richard Nixon's uh administration. But that's what we're dealing with here. There's also another chapter I, I want to show people. The secret government. You know what I mean? Great chapter. I think we was reading says the origin, identity, and purpose of MJ twelve. Um but there's there's uh, a, a a vast amount of information I think people need to uh, uh, read in this book. 
um, and, and take in just to understand, you know, our government and where we are. But when I say things like, oh, you know, that's not a Trump call it's because I know there's there's uh, higher powers. You hmm. know? And they've been extra activated. I've heard that from a few people, but I haven't really looked into it or uh, gone back to it. But uh, yeah, I think that's what they were saying is that FEMA is in control right now via that executive order. Or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, FEMA's definitely um, in control because of the... Uh, Br- um, Francis Lancer, he says, yo, the grift's over, peace, peace. <laughs> Brody McFarland, thank you, Brody. He says, yes, white people are alive. Some are awake and a few are hotep. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to win. Saludos, Anomaly. And everybody in the chat, HC2020, HotepCon2020. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you. And um, Anomaly, uh, Ray C says, Anomaly, the Matrix Breaker led me here. Sub, real talk, Hotep. Thank you. Appreciate you, homie. Um, and Goyim Defensive League said, Hotep, you sold out. Um, What's your point? <laughs> Listen, yes. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what y'all want me to say. Actually, I do know what y'all want me to say, but I'm not going to say it anymore. And, um, you know, if you guys don't want to support me anymore, I'm perfectly fine with that. But we're moving on to greener pastures. <laughs> <laughs> There's a better way to win this war, you know, and the people like Goyim Defensive League who are afraid. You know, there's a lot of people out here, Anomaly. I know you've experienced this before, but they're anonymous, right? Like you don't know who they are. And they talk big shit because they're anonymous. And when you're not anonymous, they want you to talk the same big shit they talk. You know? And it's just like, nah, bro, why don't you put that dog Avi down, put your real face up, put your face out here, risk being doxxed, risk being swatted, and, and, and say your piece now. But they get mad when you won't say what they want to say. Well, here's what I have to say. When your team has the balls to show your face on the internet, then we can have that conversation. Until then, I don't want to talk to any anonymous people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, some people too, it's like, there are people that are sneaky, but I say what I want, what I'm passionate about, and you can't really make me want to do something I don't want to do. You can inspire me. You can show me something real that I want, but the people who are so forceful about it, they want you to be them. And I'm like, I don't want to be you. You know, I always say, make a YouTube channel. Like you said, and it's not being mean or sarcastic. I'm like, seriously, go ahead. Cause like I, I do what I'm passionate about. Some people talk about the same thing every single day. I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't see the value in it, but I don't stop there them. But when they come on to you and start trying to tell you what to say, that's a little weird to me, but you know, there's different people that, that do that, but it's all love. I move on and I get back to, you know, final cut. I got six hours of it. So I got to Got to get back to the grind. Not the grip, the grind. <laughs> Not the grip, the grind. Fox News calls you up. They said, Anomaly, we love your YouTube channel. Uh, we want to hire you. What do you say? Uh, I I would I would entertain the the talk. I would say, under what pretense? You know, first I have how much how much am I getting paid? What am I signing over? What you know? What part of my life? What does the contract say? I'm gonna get my microscope out. Get five lawyers, but. Uh, you know, I, I probably know at this point, I don't I don't think I really need to, but if the only way I would do it is if I felt comfortable about where it was, 
and I could say whatever I wanted. I'm like, I'm not going to not say something. I don't want to have to feel the pressure of don't talk about that. If it's possible, I think Tucker does a pretty good job, you know? So I, I would I would entertain it. But overall, I, I'm not that interested. I think I'm on a good trajectory. I like I like being in Hawaii or something. I like that vibe. If I got a green screen maybe or something, a beach. I'm thinking like you, I got my drink, you know, a coconut. But it's it's debatable, but definitely not going to censor myself on, on cable news. Yo, I got to bring this up. Uh, somebody in the chat uh, mentioned this. Uh, Martin McNamara said, uh, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars is a chapter that sets the blueprint for the agenda. Yeah, this is uh, another uh, piece of literature that I've uh, consumed. I consume this in a digital format. Awesome, awesome body of work. Again, you know, people, 45 pages. I mean, you guys can't knock out 45 pages. You don't deserve to live. Um 45 page book, sit down, fucking read you fucking bitches. Um, great, great information in that book, but that's something I consume. Thank you uh, for mentioning that, Martin. Uh, Chad said, Anomaly, FC Pro or uh, Premiere Pro. I grew up on Adobe. He uses Final Cut, yo. Final Cut, yeah. I, I don't, I've never used Adobe. I use Photoshop, but I don't know how to use the other thing. I'm all Final Cut. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all video editing guys. They talking uh, video editing jargon. How you feel about the Trump bucks? You agree with it? I mean, he definitely had to get some money out to some people. But now I'm not. I'm not a communist. I'm not a socialist. So I, I wish he would open up the uh, the country. And every day he waits. Every week he waits. There's going to be more bailouts. He's bailing out the meat industry. It's like, bro, open the country up. But I can't say I I agree with it. But when they shut the country down for a few weeks, he's got to get some money to some people. But they did mess up in the sense of uh, some people are getting paid more money and they don't want to go back to work. I heard that where like they're making more than their salary at like the restaurant. So they're actually pressuring the restaurant not to get the loan to save the restaurant. They don't. So it's, it's sloppy, man. It's, it's communism. This is where the socialism sucks people at. They got to put their shirts down now because we got Trump bucks out here. Yeah, I went to the grocery store today and um, I wanted to go get some uh, three red hot chili peppers. Uh, three bell peppers. What's the shopping list? Shorty sent me. Whatever, man. What nothing in the store, man. There's nothing there. Supply chain is all screwed up, bro. I couldn't yeah. get nothing. I got my planting though. I was happy planting was in stock. I don't know how where that's coming from, but planting was in stock. Yeah, um, they're messing that up, and he's bailing it out, and it's gonna be messed up every day he weeks, every wait week he waits. I mean, maybe by design, you know, maybe that's maybe that's the play. I feel like I feel like they anticipated that people would get rowdy being under quarantine. So they sent the Trump bucks as a way to appease the crowd, calm the crowd. The the Trump bucks were a, a tranquilizer of sorts. Yeah, that's what even that's what socialism is. You know, it's like, here, take this and, you know, we got you. That's the whole the whole thing we were supposed to not do, you know, with this presidency. But. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, wasn't that a Yang thing? Yang yeah, bucks? Weird UBI? Nobody wants to say this because, like, you know, they'll try to say it's racist or something. But you got this guy talking about UBI. You know what I'm saying? He's all the talking about Russia, talking all these talking points. Doesn't question China at all. That's fine. Talking about these bucks. And then all of a sudden, this happens two months later. He's on CNN. You know, the, the big outsider guys right on CNN. I'm like... 
I already knew what time it was. I never believed that guy. But overall, yeah, it's 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 very strange timing. You know, someone's gotta get their get their sleuth microscope out. Look at that. Yeah, you know, his fault, but yeah, sneaky. It was like it was like he introduced it. The idea of UBI. Uh, actually, I was gonna say introduced. He introduced it to public popular thought. Um, and uh, some people bit, some people didn't. A lot of people didn't. I didn't bite. I hate UBI. And uh, here we are. We we're actually experiencing it. The government didn't they say they like they're thinking about sending? I know they want to send another round, and they're thinking about sending more money this time, right? Yeah. Now they definitely. That is suspect, though. Don't you think he brings it to popular thought? He acts like an outsider. He gets all the tech and crypto people on his side. And then he drops out. He endorses Joe Biden, joins CNN. Three months later, Trump bucks. But yeah, they're biting on that big time. Yeah, I think it's real funny. I think it was lazy. That's what I think. I think the execution of the Trump bucks was lazy. Uh, a flat rate, you know, 1200 bucks doesn't get you the same about in, in New York as it does in Alabama. Um especially when we're talking about uh living quarters you know 1200 bucks gonna get you a refrigerator to live inside of in in, in new york um 1200 bucks get you a house in georgia you know big house too nice nice hot, hot shit you know um be throwing rapper parties in there <laughs> you know um so there was not even a calculation based upon cost of living in your jurisdiction you know i thought that was just really lazy that like these people aren't even like doing any type of calculation or any attempt to try to make any of this make sense. It was just like, hey, you know, right, let's just give everybody $1,200 and just that's just is what it is. It's just like, really? Like, oh, wow, it's, it's pretty lazy. It's really lazy. That's what I thought of it all. Did you think it was lazy? It's, it's lazy and uh, certain aspects of this whole thing, like I have very low trust in these people anyway, but it's like I had like a shred of like somewhat, you know, affection maybe for like the fact that they keep it all going. And they underperformed in every way. Like, I, it was like 0.5 out of 10, they went to zero. Mnuchin was on TV saying, uh, you know, I, they asked him if they think that $1,200 is enough. He said, I think it's enough for 10, 10 weeks. You know, on, on what planet is that enough for 10 weeks? In what city? Like you said, in Georgia, maybe, but in New York City, in LA, in uh, San Francisco, that's not, it's super lazy, but it's, uh, I mean, this is the people that just shut our government down and destroyed people's jobs. They're not only, lazy they're just backwards and it's like this is why i'm more right wing that's why i'm more libertarian like don't ever do this again leave me alone you know stop <laughs> stop seizing things and throwing out random numbers it's not a it's not what i want mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um aztec mecca quality content appreciate you my brother uh kathy uh atkinson Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stay with it in the chat. What up, Hotep? With it. Appreciate you coming through. Shout out to Hotep Dutch. The Hotep's is in the building. We deep tonight. We deep tonight. Somebody says, how often does Hotep Jesus stream? This is great. Hotep Jesus streams on YouTube Wednesday through Friday. Uh, Wednesday night, I'm with Wendy O. We talk uh, relationships, heterosexual relationships to be specific. <laughs> Thursday night is Hotep's Been Told You, the number one podcast in the world uh, with, Hotep, uh, with Uncle Hotep and Hotep Jesus. Uh, and uh, Friday nights, I interview people and pick their brains and, and have fun. 
have fun, interesting, uncomfortable conversations. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Subscribe. If you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button. I need y'all to do that right now. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button um, before y'all leave. Um, uh, crypto. Where are you at on crypto? So uh, it's a two-part question to this, right? So there's Bitcoin and then there's um, Federal Reserve coin. Where do you stand on all of this? Uh, I would say on crypto, I, I understand. I've heard the, the technology behind it and why it's efficient. Um, it's not my strong point, but I've always looked at it in as an investment. Uh, I know they say you shouldn't, but I always thought, you know, I'm going to throw some in here follow it. I get the concept of it, see if it works. So I've been in it for a couple of years and I, you know, I, I'm in Ethereum now. I had a friend tell me that was, that was the play. Uh, the Fed coin is hilarious. I saw the Washington Post did an article. They said the Federal Reserve has a new Fed coin. I'm like, bro, you guys are so sloppy. That's not smooth at all. Washington Post talking about the Fed coin. That's, that's embarrassing. Like that's for the lowest of the low to be, oh my God, Fed coin. I can't wait. That's the whole reason people didn't do it so you know i think it, it part of it the technology is better and is maybe decentralized some say but i also think there's you know uh, a, a possible way to manipulate that in a bad way but i'm i'm in it i'm just not like the biggest fan i'm just like hopefully this goes up i can make a few bucks i like cryptocurrency as a means of exchange for governments I do not like cryptocurrency as a means of exchange for individuals. I call cryptocurrency common coins. Um, and I say that because it's a, it's actually a, a public ledger. Some ledgers are private, of course, but uh, Bitcoin is a, is a public ledger. You know, anytime you make a transaction, uh, we can see where all the money is going, right? Where all the money is going. I, I don't really like that. You know, I kind of like my privacy. I kind of like no, you know, being able to do what I want with my money. Uh, I like my cash. Um, Fedcoin, um, you know, I always say, is it going to be a private or public ledger, right? So blockchain is basically a ledger. It tells you all the transactions, where the, this uh, fraction of a coin uh, came from and where it went. And so I'm like, cool. Is this ledger going to be public or private? Because if it's public, I'm all in. If it's not, then hell no. Because then that means that only the Federal Reserve has access to all the transactions that we make, which is just unfair uh, monopoly on data. Now, with uh, the government, wouldn't it be great if we knew where and how much the Federal Reserve transacted? Mm. We don't know. I, there's there's footage on YouTube uh, with, with uh, people in Congress asking them to say, hey, where'd you send this money to? Uh, you know, we're, we, we're not at the liberty to tell you. Uh, we can't tell you that. You can't tell the government where you loaned its own money. You know what I mean? But if we put them on the blockchain and we can see it, went to this bank in England, say, oh, our government just loaned out. But they won't do that. You know, that's my problem with the whole crypto thing. They flex so hard when they um, they did the audit, right? And, you know, the Fed audit or whatever. And they didn't actually report. They're running late. And I saw the quote and they were like, yo, you're lucky we even did this thing. Like that was their response basically where they're like, they're like, you didn't even give us an answer yet. They're like, you, you're lucky we even did this. They flexed. It was so, a fake audit to begin with because normally when you audit, you get audited by an outside agency. They manage their own audit. 
Yeah, and they and they still didn't put it in with right. all of that being done. So I I didn't expect much from it. That's a good point with the, with the blockchain. Though I think aren't there private coins though, like Monero and yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. There's private, there's private blockchains. Yeah, but Bitcoin. I, I think public. that is the worrisome part. You think what? Uh, that is the worrisome part about it is that you know although your bank account's totally tracked and everything, cash is still kind of you know somewhat loose, and then making it all digital does seem to be, you know, a way to, to control. And, and the, the, the decentralization thing of it is always sketched me out too. Cause it's like, you don't even really know who created it. You know, they're still kind of anonymous. So it's like, it could be, that could be like a trap too, but I don't, I don't know enough about it to really weigh in. UFOs and aliens. Recently, the government uh, declassified some information about the UFOs. You remember that? You saw that story? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You like aliens? Where are you at on all this alien stuff? I used to when I was younger, but I'm I'm more in like the space skeptic uh, group right now. So, you know, I think they released that. It already got released three, four years ago or whatever in the New York Times, and it got released 10 years ago. So it's old, it's old footage, and uh, clearly it could have been a weapon. It could have been something that we don't understand, some technology. It could have been some outworldly thing. I'm not sure, but... I'm skeptical on space because when I when I look into stuff, to me it seems like a little bit of a distraction. They got people looking at P- Pluto, meteors. You know how many people look up to space, don't know what they're talking about, never seen it, can never go, but they don't think about the ocean or their own country. You know, so I'm not big on I'm not big on aliens. I used to be when I was younger, but to me it seems a little bit like a trap. One of my theories is the aliens live in the ocean. That's Exactly. That's where I'm at because 95% of the ocean is unexplored. You ever seen a picture of a squid? That's as close to alien. It just changes colors and turns shapes and freaking goes 10,000 miles an hour. I t- Where else would you hide? Everybody's looking up at the sky. 95% of the ocean is unexplored. More than half the world is unexplored. That's absolutely what I'm saying. All the shit's going on in the ocean. Have you gone down to Antarctica uh, rabbit hole? I, I thought you were going to say, have you gone to Antarctica? I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm tapped in. So that's what you, you know about Antarctica. I think one of two things. One, I think that's where a lot of rich and powerful people seem to go. You know, you could there's the World War II like connections there as well. But also now John Kerry flew there on election night. He would they're like he wanted to check out the penguin. Yeah, I'm sure he did. You know, that's what I'm doing on election night, too. I'm chilling with, you know, marine biologists. But, uh, you know, something's going on there. And also. I'm starting to be, you know, I question everything as far as, you know, why don't they fly over there? What's going on? Something's going on, like the ocean. But yeah. that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Alien alien beams down right now. Knocks on your door. You open the door. There's an alien standing there. What you going to do? He ain't said nothing yet. You just looking at him. He looking at you. You looking at him. What you going to say? You going to be scared or you going to be more like, Oh, cool. Like, let's like have a conversation. I pro- I probably close the door, honestly, <laughs> not to be rude. You know, it's like if someone, you know, no disrespect, then he's gonna be like, that's racist. I'm like, damn, even aliens are left wing. That's it. They're calling me racist. No, but I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably close the door. But then I probably pe- I'd be like, what's up? Though? What, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, <"Bring> inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's why you know, people say, well, how come the aliens don't show themselves? How come the aliens don't? I think it's because we can't handle it. I think psychologically, our brains might break. Like we'd freak out. Like if I opened my doors and aliens saying, I'd freak out. I'd be like, ah, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like I'd freak the fuck out because people generally, 
I forget what it's called in psychology, but when we see something that we've never seen before, that you can go, you can actually go into like mental shock. You got to be a strong-willed person to 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 be able to accept that. But I think it's gonna get weird, like you know, with the Neuralink and the AI stuff. Like I've always, you know, I enjoy my life. I don't get too far in the future, and I'm not like paranoid at all. Really, I don't really get paranoid, but it's like some some crazy shit's gonna happen. So it's just it, it was only a matter of time. It just kind of slapped fast. So whether it's AI, whether it's like aliens, whether it's some, you got this huge, I'm always thinking too, what if we always assume we're the dominant species on the planet? You know what I'm saying? Aliens aside, we just think that. Does an ant know about us? Probably not till we step on it. So I've always thought not even just about aliens, but if half the ocean's unexplored, what if we're being ruled by some giant thing in the ocean? You know, we're like, that's where they keep some shit. Like Antarctica, you don't go there because that's where, that's where they are. So I've always been skeptical, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to get weird. I think so. Shout to Sketch Therapy. He said, I'd like you to check out James Corbett. He thinks this is a controlled collapse of the economy in uh, Corona World Order and how Bill Gates monopolized global health. How much do I have to pay you to watch it and add it to your knowledge base? <laughs> Send that link over, homie. We're going to check that out. Just Blaze. What up, homie? Just please, I need you to get me in contact with uh, Young Fowl if you can, yo, please, please, and thank you. Since National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence that was set up in, in 2018 to promote AI tech with the intent to use crisis to drive use of Black Mirror, Chinese-style, uh, supermass surveillance on U.S. soil. Oh, yeah. That sounds legit. Aztec Mega, he says, inform the uninformed. Libra dollar synonymous with FedCoin. Uh, yeah, he's talking about Libra coin. Libra coin, now is a Facebook coin. Um, Suspected, absolutely suspected, I believe. You know, uh, Facebook's the feds. So uh, I think I think it was more about, I think, I think the Libra project was more about a test to see how people would react more than anything. Um, because they had all the top corporations signed on. Amex was signed on. You know, a lot of big corporations signed onto that project. And in fact, it was it was almost like a, a hedge fund for a coin. Um, the way that you know Verizon is either Verizon, you know, one of these telecommunications companies, Verizon, AT and T, was a partner in this, if not both. Um, but a lot of people were a lot of uh, large corporations were investing in the Libra coin. Um, so I think that was a test run to see how people react, uh, and they're going to come back. They, you know, they they throw throw things out there to get public sentiment, see what they say, and then then they put you in quarantine out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's just that's just how how it goes down. Um, uh, Howard Stern offended uh, Maga the other day. Did you saw that? I saw what people said, but I didn't. What was the exact quote? I didn't really tap into that. That's exactly it, yo. You just answered my question perfectly right there. Like, who gives a fuck what Howard Stern says, right? Yeah, like, I know. I, I'm over the like offended by celebrities not liking Trump supporters. That that's I, I didn't even look. I didn't even click on it. I saw it. I said he said he hopes you die or something. I'm like, he's not really been relevant for a minute. He went to satellite radio, and, and you know that was a mistake for his clout. So. Yeah, yeah, right. So, right, you know, when I saw the story pop up and all the people crying about it, I'm like, this is what we doing. Y'all just like, y'all, aren't they? Act, sometimes I feel like, you know, the conservative ink crowd acts like liberals, man, with the snowflake stuff. They're total liberals. They're total, I mean, they don't even believe in the values they claim to believe in, and they play off the left. Like, for me, 
I'm, I'm a thinker where it's like, you know, what arena are we in? What arena are we thinking in? Do I have to talk in this arena? If I do, is there a way I can make it my own or bring people where I want to bring them? But they always play in the left's world. You know, the left makes the script and they fight against them, but they're there. So it's like, it's always, a, that's why I said with the Tara Reid thing, I think it's real. I think it's hypocrisy. But at this point, if you don't realize Democrats don't believe in anything they say they believe in, the fuck have you been doing the past four years? You know, and if you don't have a creative way to wake people up, no one you're doing they do the same five things the same five games and i'm like that's the shit with the howard stern bro fuck it i don't you know he i'm gonna watch old howard stern with robin and you know where he's getting weird you know i'll watch that shit on e or something when i was like <laughs> yeah 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 how old are you i'm 30. you 30. yeah you got kids no you got a girlfriend not not currently Yo, anomaly single with kids. That's the cheat code out here. You know that. No, right? no kids. Single with no kids. Single with no kids. That's the cheat code, bro. It's crazy because, like I said, I had way more chicks just nonstop hitting me up when I rapped. And now things are 100 times as big as that. But chicks don't come to me as much. And I'm not I'm not going out looking because I'm, I'm really in my zone. You know, where it's like if something happens. But at this point, I'm 30. I'm wiser. I'm not wilding out. You know, it's got to be a big winner. I'm not, I've, I've been single for so long. I'm not just going to be out, you know, getting, getting lazy, you know, on my game. So I'm like, I kind of want someone to come to me. I know that may, might not be like the masculine thing to do, but not in like a pussy way, just in like, I'm, I'm busy, you know, like I'm here editing this video. I don't got time to play games. You play games. I'm so over it. You know, I'm just like, listen, no drama. I, I don't have drama. Don't bring drama. You could dr bring some love, bring some good vibes, bring some things i'm with it but once it gets weird i'm i'm out so i'm i'm here but i'm not I'm, I'm in no rush would you would you uh do a tv relationship you know like when i say tv relationship i mean like a fake relationship that's for clout you know like let's say it was like uh you know one of these hot maga e thoughts right <laughs> and, and they hit you up like hey you want to be my boyfriend for like pretend you know for clout would you do it no, nah, no, nah, definitely not. If I really liked one and I thought they were hot and interesting and, you know, like I really was into it, I'd maybe, maybe do it. But I'm always thinking I create enough problems of my own. I don't need some chick that's like way more reckless and stupid than me creating 20 times more problems for me. Like, you know, it's never going to be that good in bed for that to be worth it. So I kind of want like a library chick that's just chilling, you know, or someone outside of it. But you know, I saw Stacy Dash is single. I saw you tweet that out and I had to support you because you've been on that for a minute, but low key, you know, when the time's right, maybe I'll, I'll sneak in there and try to get a date before you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Damn, you about to cut me? <laughs> I, I wasn't supposed to tell you because I was like, yeah, Hotep's, you know, he's on that. But secretly I'm like, texting, I'm like, yo, does anybody got Stacy's number? No, I'm just playing. I haven't moved that hard yet, but you know, it's in the back of my mind. We doing we doing a celebrity death match for that one. <laughs> that's one that's that's not a TV relationship because that's real love right there. And at that point, it's like if the if the drama's worth you know the the prize, then I'll do it. But a lot of the what you would call or what they would call ethos, a lot of them, you know, the ratio of drama versus like prize is a little out of whack. You know, it's got to be a special thought. Uh, really want to make a move. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Anomaly's got a good head on his shoulder, y'all. He's a good dude, man. He's he see keeps his nose clean. He makes the right decisions. He got so how do we all right, so, you know, we got to close out here. How do we um how do we defeat the communists, man? It comes back to that question that dude asked earlier. How do we 
How do we win, yo? I hear you. I think uh, one thing that was inspiring over the last year was in, uh, what was it, France and Germany. You know, they they went too far on the farmers and you had every tractor going to Paris. He had hundreds of tractors just driving into Paris. To me, that was the flex of the, of the century, just being like, we make the food, like no more. And in here, the weird thing is uh, a Macron, he's so unpopular. The, uh, the progressive Bernie type people don't like him. The Trump supporters don't like him over there. No one likes him. So in a weird way, Trump is kind of holding back the pot. And I'm not saying it's Trump's fault, but like Trump has the right wing and the libertarians who, to be honest, are going to be the most useful people uh, when Tom Kush comes to shove. He's got them complacent because he's in some ways protecting them now, kind of just leaving us out to dry a little bit. So I think that's going to be the defining moment is when things get to that point, like they did in Germany and France and people really push back. We've only seen the outskirts of it, but how many people are awake? At what point is, you know, the truckers, the, 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 uh, farmers, the people who really keep this stuff alive, how, when are they going to, you know, really fight back? And also libertarians and, and conservatives to be like, listen, like the people in Michigan, like you're going too far. I don't, I'm not closing for this long. So that's the, to me, that's the win. How many people do we have? And that's all I think we could do is one by one or 10 by 10, try to get people to that point. You don't have to go crazy. You don't got to be paranoid. But don't be that person following the sneaky conservative when push comes to shove, telling you that based on the data that I don't have, you should stay in your house till October. Like, like, oh, he's so smart. He's got Periscope. It's like, you know, those type of people, I'm starting to call them out. I'm like, low IQ, debate me. You know, I'm, I'm starting to be a little mean because I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. So I think that's the win is getting enough people in a position when push comes to shove to, you know, fight it. I think they did that in New Jersey too with the medical stuff. They tried to do the mandatory vaccines. You got your moms, your you know, your middle-aged white women, you got <laughs> a few your Robert Kennedy, Dr. Shiva, whoever, and they all said no and they stopped. So if we get enough enough of that, I think that's that's the W. Yeah. Oh man. But you said it earlier too, man. You were like we were talking about communists, communist, communists, and then all of a sudden they just hit us like, yeah, we got control of this shit and just verified it with the lockdown, man. Well, we knew we knew the Republicans like they didn't want to hear it, but I'm like, yo, they're leading you to communism slowly. They're snowflaking you. They're just adapting to the left slowly. I thought it was gonna take them 10, 15 years. I didn't realize they were. I was like, oh shit, we don't even have. We don't. I didn't even have a month to think about this shit. So they came so fast. I was yeah. yeah, you know, last year I do things in um phases and campaigns and levels right so last year very much for me was about uh kicking up dust uh and um making people very uncomfortable this year i'm somewhere else but um you know as i as i concluded the you know 2012 uh 2019 it was very much about like making sure people knew where i stood um, as far as the right wing conservative types were concerned, that they were leading us towards communism. So that when you go look back uh, in the time capsule, you'll see Hotep Jesus did tell you, you know, um, the communists are controlling the right. And then, you know, it's, it's just crazy, man. You know, it, it just overnight, you know, it just it really like overnight, they, they showed their power. Um, the blue checks cucked both left and right. And um, it kind of put me into uh, how you coping with quarantine, you know? You know, me, I'm I'm over here, you know, 
studying, coding, doing my push-ups. How are you? How are you? How are you dealing with quarantine? I'm okay because I've been just cranking videos out, trying to get sunlight when I can, and uh, you know, work out and stuff. So I've been a little lazy on the workouts, but you know, keeping busy. I'm not gonna complain. Just use it to my advantage and uh, make the most of it. But I, I'm getting kind of tired of it. I I think they're starting to open parks and stuff. I'm ready to I'm ready to get past the phase one or whatever it is. Yo, what killed me was I went to the park, man, and the hoops was gone. The basketball it, hoops. That's straight. And I know you were, you were early on saying communism. People are, you're exaggerating. I'm like, dude, they're taking down tennis nets. Like It's like the no fun zone, no beaches, taking the basket. I can't shoot hoops by myself. I'm watching the Michael Jordan get documentary. I'm getting jacked up. I'm starting to think I can make a run in the NBA. I'm kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. Where I'm, I'm like, man, everything's down. No. It's it's that is the communist sneaky. I, I can't stand it. They took down my boys playing tennis by the beach. They took down the tennis nets, and he's just playing with his freaking friend who lives with them. It's, it's crazy. That's yeah. it's tennis is literally designed for social distancing. <laughs> yes, twenty feet apart, literally, with this person that you live with. And they said no. That's when I knew. Like I started seeing that shit. I'm like, this is not. I already knew, but it's like this clearly. Hello, people. This is not about six feet. I said yesterday or two days ago, what's the science behind you could be in Costco with a hundred people, but you can't be in a barber shop or a hair salon with one person with gloves and a mask on, but you can be back to back with a thousand people trying to get, you know, 20 things of planters or whatever they got at Costco. So there is no science behind it. They're just communists. Yeah. I went to the post office today to send out some, um, I got some hotel keychains here and I sent out a hat. You know, and I sent out a copy of um, a copy of the book I wrote, Unbreakable Rules of Masculinity, to some friends and family. And I got to the post office, man, and there was signs up everywhere. It was like, hey, you got to stand here and six feet back. And then so I went up to the counter and, you know, while I was at the counter, you know, we were within six feet. And she's like, oh, you got to step back. I was like, all right. So I stepped back. And then, um, uh, there's like this glass window they have installed now, like this glass in front of her, you know, she's masked up, she got the gloves on. And then when it was time for me to pay, you know, you walk up to the little POS machine to stick your card in. And at that point we're within six feet. So I'm like, why don't you bring the POS system all the way out here in six feet? So we never had to get that close to you. And I'm like, there's just not a lot of, like you said, it's not a lot of science being done here. It's a lot of stupidity. Um, you know, so, so here's the thing. Um, they're asking a lot of unqualified people to make qualified decisions. You know, when you tell somebody, hey, um, uh, COVID-19 proof your business. How do we do that? I don't know. Figure it out. But that's been a task for a lot of corporations is COVID-19 your business. You know, what is, you know, you've seen a million emails go out. Hey, guys, we've changed our protocol because of COVID-19. It's just like, you don't even have, you don't even have a, a brick and mortar place. You're emailing about COVID-19. What the fuck are you talking about? So then I went to the grocery store and, um, you know, I apologize to God for this. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I was getting my items and I was checking out and there's an Indi two Indian dudes that were right behind me. And there's a line, there's like tape on the ground that says, you know, that everybody's got to stand in these lines. Now, I don't really care about the COVID virus and everything like that, but he was like right up on my cart. <laughs> So I went to go bag my groceries. When I saw him at first, I just, I felt cramped. I'm not gonna lie, I felt cramped. Yeah. And then uh, I went and bagged my groceries and I came back to put my stuff in the thing. He was still standing right there. And I blacked out for half a second. I was like, yo, you don't see the line on the ground, yo? 
And his man jumped back real fast and he was kind of slow. He wanted to be tough guy and he was real slow to take a step back and he didn't fully step back. I respect him for being a man about it because I shouldn't have came at him like that. You know, I apologize for that. But um, it, this, this, this life is going to be different after quarantine. What do you, how do you feel about, how is things going to be different about, you know, life after quarantine? I think that's why it's important that people have to get the data and the facts and the real science out there because I, I don't see the data or the stats. I think tomorrow it would be fine to drop all this crap we're doing. Honestly, like I, they told us it was 30 times, 20 times, 10 times worse than the flu. You do the data with the antibody test, with the cookbooks, you're talking about something that's comparable, you know, whether it's a little more or a little less deadly. So they never would have done this. The hospitals weren't overwhelmed. That's the excuse they gave us. So I don't, I don't really know, but I'm not wearing a mask for very much longer, you know? So it's like, I go to the Thai spot. I feel like I'm in freaking, you know, the beaches of Normandy. They're all looking at me. I'm just like, this is so stupid. You know, we're, we're hiding from something that every aspect of every step of the way they were wrong about when it came, how long it's going to go. They're not trying to stop the spread. They're trying to slow it. They know they can't stop it. They said they didn't want to overwhelm hospitals, but they overwhelmed the whole American thing. And it's all just con artists running the show. So I don't, I, I can't imagine what they're going to do, but I think I'm going to start getting more pissed off that every day that goes by every month, I'm supposed to go on a cruise later this year. I'm trying to go on the cruise. If you're scared, you know what they said in rap music. You know, if you're a scared, motherfucker, go to church. If you're a scared, motherfucker, sit home and uh, stay home till 2028. You can quarantine for the rest of your life. I think no one will care. So I'm, I'm trying to do what I want to do. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely, unfortunately, not going to be following these uh, procedures for much longer because I, I just don't see, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in this. We have to do this for years and like phase one, stop lying. Phase two, open up America. I, I'm going to just keep going until <laughs> hopefully enough people uh, realize what the deception is. You saw that video with that doctor who was talking about the numbers were blown up about COVID. Absolutely. He yeah. did a good job. And it got deleted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. I think the numbers, Candace Owens has been on that heavy. I'm proud of her, her and Diamond and Silk. When push came to shove, she was early and maybe earlier than anyone and louder than anyone. And what she said aged very well, you know? So I think it's good that some people are uh, not not on it. I wish, I mean, it's all good, but I wish they kind of, you know, they, they got the Trump people, they see it, but they got to be like, yo, what are you guys doing? But, you know, they do it in their own way. It's all love. But yeah, she's, She's been calling it out for months now. Yeah, she's been great with that. I was very surprised, um, you know, because she's, you know, she's got two million followers or whatever, you know. So like, like, yeah, that's like the message we need going out. Um, surprised that you know that that sentiment isn't more popular among them, right? I f but I feel like she gets she gets away with a lot more than I could. I feel like if I typed exactly what she typed in the internet, I'd get banned. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess uh, I don't know how they determine who gets what, you know, I try to be somewhat smooth, but I guess uh, it depends who you are, or what, how you say it, you know, it's not always what, what you say, but how you say it. Yeah. Yeah. I made a joke about COVID-19. I got suspended for like 11 hours. You know what I mean? So I'm just what like, I said, black people can't get COVID. Uh, and so, so like they took that literally and, and, and. I'm like, yo, it was a joke. Like, and it was like I was responding to somebody. Like somebody said something, and I'm like, black people can't get COVID. You know what I mean? Like joking. And um, 
so they they made me delete the tweet and they suspended me for a few hours you wow. know um but i don't know i you know i feel like uh yeah i think i think she has the pull which is great you know she has connections to jack so you know if her, her account does get pulled she'll be able to get back um but yeah, you know, you know, shouts to her. I appreciate her for 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 um putting that out there, man. What do you think uh life is like after uh AI? Are you are you pro AI? Where where do you stand with AI? I'm indifferent. I think it's uh it's inevitable. It's already people don't realize cuz they think of like iRobot or something, but it's already like in everything. You know, it's in Facebook, in YouTube, in Google. It's working harder than uh the the liberals there. You know, they don't really probably do that much. It's mostly AI running that show. So if it gets to that level of what they're talking about with a human interaction and, you know, or a human and computer merging even further than we've merged, I can't say I'm pro it. I mean, I can't say I'm against it. I mean, yeah, it's probably not what I would want, but, uh, you know, if it becomes that, I guess I'm just going to play it by ear like everyone else, but it's like, if it's inevitable, we'll see. But it's like, I'm not signing up for it. I'm not trying to get a microchip or anything, but I think there's going to come come a point where it's going to get weird and I'll just have to play it by ear. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm involved with Wazo AI and uh, we do some great things with artificial intelligence. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm fully, uh, I believe when you see a trend coming, instead of being a victim of it, you need to be a victor of it. So I'm, I'm hopping on it. You know, um, there are some, potential problems in the future for the plebs uh, as far as AI is concerned. Um, but I feel like the social distancing thing is kind of like warming us up to that, right? Like warming us up to not having that close human interaction. Social media helped a lot with that, you know, where you can have uh, many acquaintances at one time because you're texting 10 people at the same time. Whereas back in the day when there's no texting, you couldn't do that. You had to actually go pick up the phone or go see somebody, mm. um, you know, um, but I think I think the technology is helping to destroy uh, human to human communication. I think that's the I think that's the big the big worry I have is human to human communication above all the job problems. You know, just socially how we interact with each other. And I think this COVID nineteen thing helps because it's like now after COVID nineteen, are we like, oh wait, don't come too close? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think those are two things that they did, and this one is something people aren't really talking about, which you just mentioned, but. Being home, what's it doing? And you're talking about like my numbers on the, the phone are crazy. Like I'm always filming. I'm doing a lot of work, but I'm also texting and wasting time on Twitter like everyone else and other social media. But like I'm already living in a virtual world. My life is, I'm talking to you on a computer right now. I streamed for two hours yesterday. I'm going to talk to people on the phone. My, my life is already virtual reality. You just don't realize it. But now you're talking about you're forcing people into that. I'm playing more video games with my friend because I can't do anything. They're forcing us further into virtual reality by being home, further away from each other, normalizing it. And then you see the plebs, as you call them, how easy it is to get them to the culture. Now what's every rapper doing? I'm not I'm not trying to talk myself up, but I think Bioweapon's the hottest quarantine song on the market because it's not, I'm quarantined, I'm sitting with my mask on. You know, like that's every they got every rapper doing it so they've just made the culture adapt communism in a week and so you got that the culture saying this is our new life make jokes about it make vines about it make instagram accounts about it and rap songs about it and then they got you put forcing you further into virtual reality which we are already a part of and uh for sh i think that's that's a uh, you know the alarming part of it what was your red pill moment 
I guess it it depends really what because I would say before I was even conservative or liberal I didn't even I didn't even know two th- before 2016 I didn't know anything about taxes I didn't know anything about economy I was not a financial kid but I listened to rappers like uh, Jedi Mind Tricks you know Vinny Paz and so they're talking about wars and Ra the rugged man he had that verse in uh, Uncommon Valor where he's talking about his father in Vietnam so I was kin to that stuff where I'm like all right there's some corruption going on. And then Alex Jones and Joe Rogan, actually, Alex Jones had this, you know, he was talking about the Rothschilds and, and Bin Laden. So I used to sample Alex Jones in 2008, 2009 in my rap songs. When I used to have meetings with labels, they told me not to talk about politics, like talk about women and drugs. I'm sampling Alex Jones. They're like, this kid's a crazy, a nut. So those were the early stuff. And Rogan had this speech in 2008 where he was talking about the smoke coming out of buildings being like, yo, are we a virus? You know, of some source, because I'm flying over this and there's like what we're building is not necessarily good. Those were the early red pills. And, uh, you know, I, I thought Bernie might be anti-establishment because I didn't understand economy. I didn't understand anything. I just thought he was outside the system. I knew Hillary was a sneak. But then uh, the real conservative thing was probably turning 26, 27, learning about healthcare, learning about economics and taxes. And I probably, I never liked taxes or anti-Second Amendment crap. I just didn't know the difference between, you know, Republicans and Democrats. So I, I got a little swiped up by the left wing, but I was never like full on blue, blue boy. I was kind of early on, like in the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I think Alex Jones contributes a lot to people's red pill. I know he contributed to my red pill a lot, especially when you see him with the footage and he's outside Bilderberg in there you know, pulling up to the meetings. Um, so shout out to Alex Jones for that. Was there a particular issue that kind of hits home with you? Um, I know for me, um, at one point it was like Occupy Wall Street. Like I was at Occupy Wall Street because I knew about the Wall Street corruption. What's the big issue with you? Was it child hunger, abortion? It, you know, is there is there a big issue? You kind of talk about it all. I would say the the first thing I cared about, I remember I wrote my senior speech, I wrote it on uh, black and Hispanic, like, uh, you know, jail stuff and how it was like disproportional in the drug. Like I was into the drug war stuff and how it was affecting what they would call minorities. I don't even like to use that word because I feel like it's a trap word, but you get, that was kind of like my liberalish sense of like the government's messed up. They planted the drugs, I feel like, and, and that's messed up. But then it was really like, the 9-11 bin Laden stuff, I think that really, I like everyone just believed the narrative. I got songs from 2009 saying, you know, that whole, like I was, I was kin to that whole story didn't make sense. So I think that was my first big moment of like, you know, they're lying about this massive event that just sent us into war. And the guy who they said did it is a billionaire who used to work with US politicians. Like, dude, everybody before internet, they thought bin Laden was this stupid, you know, brown dude that's sitting in a cave somewhere like oh he's fucking goats or so like that's what the average american would make jokes about i'm like bro he's a billionaire you know what i'm saying he's like the bill gates equivalent of fucking saudi arabia and he works with like the bushes and stuff and no one like no one knew that so that was to me i was like this is crazy i was always watching conspiracy videos and shit like freemasons illuminati i was on that shit tough in yeah. 2008. <laughs> yeah, I could tell it's all in your rap still. You still got those little remnants, you know, the conspiracy. I love it, man. That's that that's that open mind. That's that free 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 thinking shit, man. Thank you for coming through, man. I appreciate you. You know, you a superstar, you know what I mean? I'm glad that, you know, I'm famous enough to get somebody as famous as you on my channel. 
<laughs> no, it's all it's all good. And uh, I appreciate even back then when it wasn't popular, you know, as far as clout and connections, standing up for you, at least at identifying how messed up it was. That wasn't necessarily good for my career, but, you know, real recognized real. And I knew you had something special and unique and higher levels. So, you know, I, I did that then. And even now, same thing. Like you were saying the communi- commies are coming from the right, you know, and one of very few people doing it. So it's all love. I'm glad the clouds growing. You know, you got I know you got the, uh, the the Twitter marketing stuff. You got the book out. You know, I'll, I'll throw some plugs in there. I got to check them out. But, you know, it's it's all love and uh, keep keep doing your thing and I'll I'll be back whenever. Yeah, I appreciate you for defending me in the in the midst of the a scuffle man that's shows a lot of character brother i say that a lot of character yeah i i can i have no off switch so it's like i was just like man out of everybody you were the only like i knew a few people but i was like bro if, if you're about the free thinking stuff you kick them out because of an article by the daily beast i was like i don't know i just saw I, you can see it's like how they treat they'll treat others and that's to me it's like you said lack of character so there was no uh there's no option there yeah we got Puerto Rican and white Jesus, Hotep Jesus. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed the show tonight. Thank you, Nami, for coming through. Make sure y'all follow him. I put his YouTube link in the description box. And y'all have a blessed night, man. Peace out.